What's up, everybody? This is the Luke Cartman Show. I'm your host, Luke Cartman. Uh, this podcast is available everywhere. It's on all platforms. Uh, you can also go follow me on social media, at Luke Cartman, where I'll post when new episodes are out, uh, artwork, maybe some motorcycles, all different types of shit. And uh, make sure you like, share, tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. You know, what the fuck. Um... The uh, episode 35, my last episode, it was a bit tough, you know. I explained when I was on there, I was having like crazy pains in my heart from fucking all the coffee that I drink, you know. I got a bit of a problem with it and uh, I had to do the podcast like laying on my sofa so it would kind of go away a bit. And uh, I'm not sure if I actually mentioned this on the last episode, but... I have an enlarged muscle in my heart, which basically what that means is it just has to work a little bit harder to pump blood. So you take that with all the coffee that I'm throwing into it, you know, raising up my heart, heart, uh, my heart levels, my heart beats, making it work even harder than it already has to. It just it's not good, you know. So I've had to uh, reduce. How much coffee I'm drinking. Because, you know, it's a ridiculous amount. Like, I'll just drink it all fucking day. Like, I easily have, I don't know, five, maybe six a day. And on that particular day, when I was doing the podcast, you know, I must have had, like, three in a, within an hour. You know, and it was just... It's, it's ridiculous, but... Like, I do I like to have some sort of, like, drink when I'm uh, doing the podcast. I don't know why. But I had to go with water last time when I was actually recording it. But I do have a coffee this episode. And it's only my second one today. And I said there'd be no more then. You know, I've mixed a gold roast with a bit of Irish cream coffee on top of it. And, you know, that probably ain't good either. But, you know, it tastes good. And, like, my thing is, like, I overdo shit to the point where I can't enjoy anything anymore. Same happened when I was drinking alcohol, like, I was never the type to have one or two, and you know, I would just, I'd drink all the booze, like, if we're not going to have one, two, maybe three beers, you know, we're going to have a full bottle of whiskey or whatever, like, you know, I just take, it's all or nothing in my world, and it's something that has fucked me up in life, but it's also helped me a bit, but uh, it just depends how I use it, but I am just had to reduce that, uh, my coffee intake, it's just, I, you know, I'm 26, I don't want to have a fucking stroke in a year, like, you know what I mean, so, just the uh, moderation, like, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, the last episode was okay, but I just, it didn't feel like, um, I was at my best when I was doing it, but, you know, I gotta practice what I preach, and I didn't want to just not do the episode, and like, yeah, I could have waited a couple of days, but I thought, no, I, I wanted to record one today. Uh, it might have just added a different element, knowing that I was going through that and I had to lay down while I was doing it and stuff like that. But I just thought, I'm, you got to just keep showing up. I say it all the time. So it didn't matter that I was fucked up and it was in pain and shit like that. I was like, I'm still going to do it. You know, it got to somewhat be professional with this shit, even though, like, obviously, I, I don't have sponsors, and so, like, I'm making money from this podcast, but I think for my 
almost like peace of mind. I wanted to just get through the episode and and do it, and we've done it. And now we're here now for episode 36, and I'm really excited about this one. i got some cool shit to talk about, you know, some segments and stuff like that. So let's get into it. Um, there is a uh, series on Netflix, a comedy series called uh, Bumping Mics with uh, Dave Attell and uh, the Roastmaster General, Jeff Ross. And it's incredible. If you're a comedy fan, I suggest going and checking that out. It's three episodes where they do... Uh, it was filmed over three shows where they are on stage together. And, like, they roast each other. They roast the crowd. They tell jokes. Just, I just... It was brilliant. I finished actually finished watching it this morning. And uh, it's just... It's insane. Like, it's a film that the uh, New York Comedy Cellar in New York, New York, and, um, I just thought it was really good, you know, Dave Attell, um, is one of my favourites of all time, he, he might be in my top three, that's the thing though, like, my top three always changes, but, like, he's, he's, like, comedians, like, the best comedians you know, like, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, and all those guys, like, they're, like, their favourite comedian, like, there was a comedy album that he done years back called uh, Skanks for the Memories. And I, I think it's the best comedy album ever. There was, there's like no fat on it. Like it's just punchline after punchline. And even the set was just like, it's like a perfect uh, set, comedy special, comedy album, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's incredible. And David Tal is someone who, you know, from New York, like, New York is known for having some of the best comedians in the world, but, like, they're not really making money like the L.A. guys, are, like, the LA, L.A. guys are, like, millionaires and you got fucking flying cars and stuff, and you know what I mean? And, like, David Tull, he still catches the subway places, like, you know? And he's one of the best in the world. It's, it's insane, like, but, uh, yeah, go and check that out, uh, the album Skanks of the Memories. I think you can find it out on YouTube. And, uh, obviously, Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster General, you know, all the roasts that he's been a part of, like he's roasted Trump twice and Charlie Sheen and all these different celebrities. And he's just a fucking legend, funny and just a beast of roasting, you know. And uh, for those two to come together, I think is a really interesting duo to have like this, you know, this famous roaster and this kind of underground best comedian those two stars to come in together like there's some weird like like Gilbert Gottfried shows up he's there for one show like Bob Saget um you know Attell smoking on stage there's fucking Bruce Willis was there at one of the shows playing the fucking harmonica like it's just crazy and it's just I think creative and a, a great watch and I think the way they've done it with three episodes you know, doing three nighters. I thought it was just brilliant, and I'm. I hope that they do, uh, like a second season and do it the same way, like another three shows and all these different things. I just thought it was great. You know, there is a lot of great comedy on Netflix. Like you've got like the comedy specials, obviously, but you've got like this everything where like you get like uh, bumping mics. They got the degenerates, where it's like. You know, three or four comedians in a night doing like 30 minutes. 
it's they they got some really good shit on uh, Netflix. I like to see this. I'm not like a subgenre comedy, but this just something a little bit more outside the box. Like Bumpy and Mike's two of the best on stage together, roasting each other, doing all this different shit. Like it's uh, it's really good, man. And um, I I think about this sometimes. Like what my um, what my goals are. Uh, as a comedian, the first one and the most important is to uh, is getting better. You know, showing up every day and improving. That's the main. That's my motivation for doing comedy. You know, when I first got into it, it was like it was more like I don't know. I was I had all these issues and still have issues, but when I got into it, it was more like a release turning negatives into positives and I feel like as I uh, do it more it's more just about the craft of it now you know instead of being my issues being like the main part of it and just getting my issues out there to feel better about them it's more it's just way more about the actual art form and getting better at this art form that is so fucking hard to do you know and you bomb you do bad you do good and this constant roller coaster and the endorphin release that you get when you're up on stage, and you know, I think that's why a lot of comedians are suffering right now. They haven't got a way to get that endorphin release. That's maybe why you see them doing comedy on Zoom and the internet, which you know it doesn't work. It just doesn't. I understand that they need that endorphin release and they want to try it, but you need a crowd. You need you need a live crowd there. But you know, power to you, man. But uh, yeah, oh, that was it. At my point about um. My goals in comedy. So uh, improving, showing up every day and getting better. But there's also goals like I have, like uh, I would love to perform at the Principality Stadium in my hometown in Cardiff. I would love to be uh, a paid regular at the London Comedy Store um, to be able to perform at the world-famous comedy store in L.A., you know, performing at like dream venues like the Comedy Cellar in New York and all these different places and having uh, a comedy special is obviously a big goal. Having a comedy special on Netflix would be, I mean, that would be a huge dream for me, you know. And I know that the platform shouldn't matter as much, but like, I don't know, like, when you're a fan of comedy and you end up becoming a comedian and I guess just kind of seeing, like, say if I had, like, a, a comedy special on Netflix, and, like, I don't know, like, uh, there's Bill Burr there, too, next to me, and, like, Joe Rogan, and, like, all these comedians I look up to and admire, and have been fan, fan of years, to, like, see me next to them, and they'll just, I feel like they'll be quite mad, like, like, I noticed that when I started my podcast, like, when I, like, I've always used the app Podcast Republic, and, uh, it was my friend Peter showed me that app and listening to them for years. Like I never thought that I would one day have a podcast on that, you know, it would, that it would be on that app. Obviously it's on different platforms like Spotify and stuff like that. But to see it on this app that uh, Peter showed me and I started listening to these guys, like before I even knew what podcasting was, it was like my introduction to it all. And now to see like, you know, you've got the Joe Rogan experience and it's got like the Luke Hartman show and then this past weekend with Theo Vaughn, it's like, you just scratch your head, like that's fucking crazy, like this idea from my mind and 
it just ended up there and like it's a, just a crazy journey and I'm uh, just really grateful uh, to be doing what I'm doing and that's why like I realize how big of an opportunity and a blessing in the way that this is that's why I'm giving him my everything that's why when you know I'm in serious fucking pain and I gotta lay down to do my podcast as well I'll go that extra mile to like do my podcast and still continue to show up every day because you know I feel truly lucky to be doing what I'm doing I'm not going to waste this opportunity you know I'm giving it a hundred but 110 percent of me and uh that's what like I set my goals high because you should like this I truly believe that I can achieve these things through discipline through hard work and through a bit of luck as well you know I, I will I will get there like and it's a uh, it's a crazy thing man it's but yeah I'm uh, just truly grateful to be on this path um well ask me to go sip my coffee yeah there was another series which I started watching yesterday was a uh, limitless now obviously there was a movie uh, limitless a few years back with uh, Bradley Cooper and De Niro where you know he's a bit down on his luck and he takes the NZT for yeah I think it was called the NZT pill and you know it was like I was blind but now I see and like he just becomes like hyper intelligent and uh this excuse me series is at the start it's like a similar storyline Bradley Cooper's character does make a cameo in uh <clears throat> fucking hell, my voice cracked that in the uh, series but like the NZT it's like he's advanced it now, he's worked out how to get rid of the side effects and this is how the guy now who found it and took it and you know the FBI wants him to work with them and it's, it's, it's so good. You know, at the start I was like, yeah, it's a big coffee cat, but the more I get into it, it's great. And I remember when that movie first came out and it was like there was this like theory going around that you can only access twenty percent of your brain and you know, people were losing their fucking minds, and it's like, people took that very literal, but I think what that means is, you can't access every single part of your brain at once, like, does that make sense, like, you couldn't, like, say, think of a past memory and a future memory right at the exact same time, it's like, I wouldn't say it's one track, but like, every memory, you can't access every single memory at a click of a finger as you can't like there's some memories that you completely forget about and you haven't thought about for years forgot about them and then a few years later they show back up like but uh i was thinking about like because the, the they were actually the movie was based on a book called the dark fields and um i think this series as well someone made a book about them, like unlocking your potential and i think the main uh, sort of idea or theory about this movie and the series of Limitless, that kind of whole thing is intelligence. And, you know, obviously they take the NZT pill to get that. But when you see the things that, like, he does when he takes the pill, it's like he gets cleaned up, he's exercising, he's learning language, he's in a, uh, an instrument. It's like constantly trying to evolve yourself as a human and gain knowledge and intelligence. 
I think that's like the kind of symbol between with everything. It's like if you're cut, like I truly the smartest people are the ones who rise to the top. Like really, really successful people, they don't get there by accident or because they're stupid. Maybe some people are born into it, but that's a different thing. But people who like say come from nothing, they got like that rags to riches story, and they build from scratch. Entrepreneurs of this world, it's intelligence and knowledge that really gets them there. You know, and I talk all the time about uh, you have to learn all different styles as a comedian, as a mixed martial artist. You have to learn all different styles, and I also think as a human being, it's important to. You know, learn a bit of everything. You know, that jack of all trades, master of nothing thing. I don't really agree with that. You know, obviously, if you spread yourself too thin, like professionally, I kind of get it. But like me, for example, my main career focus is comedy. You know, so I apply everything into that podcasting as well. But like, say if I decide to learn an instrument or learn a language like I was talking about before. That, that doesn't take away from comedy or anything like that. They're those things that I think are an essential part of your life. Just seems like exercising is. You know, you need to exercise to, for your, your body and your brain to function normal, to release the endorphins and all stuff like that. I think it complements it instead of taking away, like, you know. And uh, I just think it's a, a fascinating thing that, that we have the ability... I love what I'm using words like fascinating and ability and I'm talking this way, but like, it's true, man. I just really think like intelligence and learning and knowledge and constantly evolving, you have huge benefits in your life. Like you see what happens to people who don't do those things and don't challenge themselves and, you know, eat shit all the time and just, you know, they're just not trying to evolve. It's a sad thing, you know? And uh, I kind of look at that, and I don't look at it like I'm looking down on those people. Because it's not that. I've never been that way to look down on people. I look at all different types of people, and I think, right, what are they doing wrong, and what are they doing right? And how can I use that myself? How can I learn from that? You know, and I think that's an important thing. Like, there's something to learn from everybody. And I've learned that as I've got older, because when I was younger, I definitely didn't think that way. Like, I was an arrogant piece of shit when I was younger. I just was. Like, like a lot of young men are. You think that you know everything, you don't. Like, if I could go back and talk to myself, I'd just be like, shut your mouth, you fucking idiot. Listen and learn. You know? And, uh... I wish I knew a lot of the stuff I know now when I was younger, but at the same time... I think I had to go through a lot of stuff that I went through when I was younger to be able to think this way now. You know what I mean? Those ex- ex- experiences are essential. You know, but staying in that mentality or in that past experience, is that's where the trouble uh, starts. See, my fucking voice cracks every now and I don't know why it is. I got a deep voice, you know. Um... I wanted to talk about, while well, we're kind of on this subject, of important life decisions, like letting go of the bullshit in your life. And we all have that in our lives. You know, no matter how successful you are or whatever, there's always, gonna, there's always those 
bullshit elements. There's always something you could be doing better. Something you need to change. And, you know, when I was younger, a huge thing that always fucked me and I was really bitter about was uh, my father leaving uh, when my mum was pregnant with me. Like, I never met my father till I was 16 years old, my biological father. And, uh, you know, growing up, I was angry about that. You know, you're young, you don't know, you're fucking, your hormones are high, you're emotional, you don't think, you just act. And uh, I was very bitter about it. You know, I felt like the world owed me something because the, uh, because my biological father wasn't there and kind of grew up with like this chip. A lot, actually, it wasn't even a chip on my shoulder. I grew up with chips on my shoulder. I had a lot of them. still have a chip on my shoulder now, but it's a different type. It's more of like a motivational, like push forward determination chip on my shoulder. But, you know, when I was younger, I resented uh, the world um, and family for it and it was just tough, you know, but I did have a great, great um, stepfather who was there from the moment I was born, you know, and I consider him my father. You know, I always say that, like, my father is at home right now with my mother, you know, and my, uh, I got no problem talking about this on the podcast. I know people are going to hear it and stuff, but this is what's on my mind and this is this is just the truth this is the raw truth i'm not going to sugarcoat it or water it all down this is the truth you know um what was i talking about then um oh yeah like uh yeah like he had you know other families other brothers and sisters like i had brothers and sisters i didn't even know about didn't even know existed and stuff and met them when I was like 16 and stuff like that and obviously I had like a blood brother too we had the same mother and father he was always in and out of my life when I was younger <clears throat> my voice keeps fucking cracking I don't know what the fuck it is um, and yeah I come from like just a really dysfunctional family there's only a select few people that I really like and will spend time with you know like I have cousins that I love and but like, on the, like that's it. With um, the thing with my father, very being very bitter about that. It was something that as I got older, you know, that my friend Peter helped me understand it and uh, let go of that bullshit, that bitterness, that thing that was holding me back. Because let's be honest, those things that are in your life, they you need to cut out those bitternesses, those resentments, whatever it is. They'll hold you back. You'll never be able to move forward unless you get rid of those things. And I did. I accepted it for what it was. You know, I forgave him uh, in my mind, I guess. And I just let that go. And I never let it take over me like it did before. And like, I don't have a relationship with my real father. You know, I haven't seen him in years and... You know, probably like, I don't know, eight years maybe. And even when I did see him, I saw him a couple of times. Like, So I don't really know him. And it's the same as like the brothers and sisters I didn't know about. I only met him a couple of times. I don't really know him. Like they're half brothers and half sisters. And like, there's just, I made a decision that like my biological father, for example, like I've got no problem not seeing him again. 
I don't. I really don't have a problem. And people like Luke, that's a bit weird, but got to understand. I never knew the guy. You know, I met him later, later on in my life. It was, I was already becoming a man by that point. You know, and I'm same now. It's like I don't need that anymore. Like, like I said, my father is at home right now with my mother. That's the man who raised me. That's the man I called dad. And you know, I got a lot of respect for him. And for him to do that, I just, I got, I respect it. You know, and I don't get along with a lot of my family. And it's not like we had like a crazy argument or anything like that. It's, you know, I, maybe this is judgmental or whatever, but I think I don't really know him that well. Like what can, like what's there to gain? from having you in my life, you know, I'm not trying to do that, I've got my circle of people in my life that I love and trust and respect, and I'm like, I don't need to add anyone else into it who I think would be detrimental to me in my life, you know, and again, there's no ill will towards anyone, there's I've accepted it for what it is, let it go in my mind, and it's like, you go your way, and I'll go my way, and let's just leave it at that, we don't need to be around each other, you know, like, this is like, just like a lot of, like, my dad's, my biological father's side of the family, like, my mum's side of the family, I, I love them, I've got cousins and aunties and uncles, I love them, we don't really see each other much, but what are you going to do, like, but I knew about them when I was younger, and stuff like that, and I don't know, I'm just very careful of who I let into my life. Very careful, because for the longest time when I was younger, I didn't. You know, and I was also, I'm not going to act like I'm better than anyone. I was a shithead when I was younger. Honestly, guys, I was. I was just, I wouldn't say if I was a bad person, but I was just a dick. You know, I fucked up a lot of friendships and some good and some were just friends that I just had to let go. If I ever wanted to move forward in my life, I had to get rid of the circle that I was around. I love them. I wish them well. You go your way, I'll go mine. And we just can't be around each other. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, yet people can call it selfish or whatever the fuck. I did what I think I thought was best for me and what I thought would be best for both of us, to be honest. And you know, I wanted to give myself the best chance in life because I fucked it up for so long. And I won't let anything infiltrate that now. Anything. Nothing will get in the way of that. Of me doing what I'm doing right now and trying to build a better life for myself and for my family and the people who really believe in me and and love me and that, you know what I mean? And You know, I've got a good, good group of people in my corner who truly believe in me and love me and want me to do good. And they're the type of people that you need in your life. People who really push you to do some good. Like you give each other some good. You actually bounce off each other. Like I had a lot of friendships where it wasn't that, you know, and you know, certain family members and all that, like I said, I wish you all well, but it's, we're not going to do this. You go and live your life. I'll go and live mine. And, a lot of them, like I said, they barely know, and if we never see each other again, so be it. We don't have that family bond or connection because I barely know them. And you know, I'm just, I'm not interested.
you know, I'm just not. It's a, uh, it's tough. Like, on one end, I wish I had a great family, all in like in general, uh, who uh, we're all close and all that. But I don't. I have a select few family members that we have that thing. And do you know what, guys? I'm happy with that. I don't need to have fucking twenty friends or all this shit. I don't need it. When I was younger, I had all that shit, and it's just like, yeah, I'm fine. There's a lot of like. You know, I'd rather just a solid group of, I don't know, five, ten people. You know, and we die for each other. We love each other, you know, and I'm happy with that. So, if you've got that in your life, you know, look, truly just look around the people you're surrounded by. Whether it be family, friends, work colleagues, whatever it is. Just look at that and think, is this what I want? Is this really what I want to be around? Because, you know, it's the oldest thing, like you become, you become the people you're around. And I'm grateful to be in a position where I'm around people that I love and like, I'm just in a great position. Like, I'm in good company, as they say, like, I would say like, if there's some shit that's holding you back, you gotta get rid of it. And you can be like, yeah, but it's selfish and Trust me, when, at the end, when you're getting put in that box, they're not coming with you. Those people that you think care about you and they don't. You know, those fair-weathered friends that you just, you've got to cut it out. If you really want to move forward in your life, cut out the bullshit. Make a decision that you're just not going to live like that anymore. And you want better for yourself and for your family. You know, but most importantly, you want you want better for yourself. You know. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to get all that shit off my chest. You know, maybe hearing that might make you realize some things in your life and make some adjustments. You know, I'm not gonna uh, water down anything on this podcast. You know, I think I've made that clear from the beginning that I'm gonna give you me. Whether people like it or not, that's fine, you know. Maybe I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Maybe people, I am their cup of tea and, you know, I'm happy either way. Whether people like what I say on this podcast or they don't like it, I'm happy either way. Uh, All I know is I'm being honest to myself and to you, you know. I'm just going to sit in this, especially the way things are with the political correctness and just everyone's scared to talk and I'm not going to be that guy and if I got to lose jobs over this so fucking be it you know who gives a fuck you know but anyway we're getting off track a little bit there um right I'm going to get into one of the widely popular segments on this podcast called questions from the internet uh, ah fucking hell that felt good um question number one if you could make your girlfriend's breasts as large as you wanted, but yours would be the same size, how big would you go? Um, fucking hell. Uh, I think I'd go with some um, double Ds. Why the fuck not? Couple of double Ds, I'll walk around with a pair of tits. Who gives a fuck? You know. Yeah, one, Yeah, I think that's the, probably the biggest, double Ds. <laughs> it would be weird, though, if... Uh, 
you know, I had double tits and so did my, like, my missus, like, you know, I know we live in a world where that's actually a possibility now where that could be a thing and, but, uh, you know, whatever, double Ds. Um, question number two, who would win in a battle royale, 30 midgets versus one full-grown lion? Oh, I think this is an e- one full-grown lion. What the fuck are you talking about? Lions, you know, kill buffaloes for fuck's sake. You know, I think he can't handle 30 midgets. You know, imagine like 30 wee man some jackass. You think he couldn't fucking take them out? Give me a break. Like, what could midgets do? They're like, especially if it's bare knuckle, they're not equipped with anything. Yeah, like a lion could take out, I'd say, 10 of those 30 just in one hit. If it just ran at them and just threw, threw its body at them, yeah, it could take them clean out. You know. And people are probably getting mad, oh, you said midgets. That's all the. That's what the question is. You know. If I saw the midget, I wouldn't be nasty to it. You know, unless it wanted then and, like, it was provoking or was talking shit. Yeah, I'll roast the fuck out of a midget. But if we're talking in the hypothetical world, like we are on a comedy podcast and a battle royale, 30 midgets versus one full-grown lion. I'm going to have to take the full-grown lion. Hakuna Matata. Um, question number three. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? Ooh, good question. Uh, what sport would be the funniest? It'd have to be like, maybe like an, oh, ho- uh, maybe hockey, ice hockey. Just because, you know, there's fucking fights and they got sticks and it's crazy as it is. So you had booze. I wouldn't be surprised if they're boozing already, you know. Uh, maybe darts, because, you know, like, you know, you've seen it in pubs where people are playing darts and they're drinking, they're probably going to, like, you know, throw darts at their friend's ass instead, and it would be fun, but uh, I don't know, that's a good question. I would, uh, if I had to choose out of them all, I would say ice hockey. They'd be falling over, the fights would be crazier, you know, people are going to get it with sticks. Yeah, i pick ice hockey. Um, question number four. What used to be considered trashy, but is now classy? Um, i got to be honest. I think, um, like, ripped jeans. I think that's something that was, like... Like, to me, I, I'm not into that. I still consider that trashy. You know, you look homeless. you got ripped in your jeans. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, look like you just got out of a fight of a lion or... You just survived an attack. Like, I don't understand what's supposed to be cool about having ripped fucking jeans. Like, you're just showing, like, a little bit of your leg or a little bit of your kneecap. Like, what are you trying to do? You know, but I feel like that is classed as, like, a classy thing these days. Like, they'll charge you fucking 60 quid for a pair of ripped jeans, or... I just think it's the same as the shirts. Like, what the fuck? You just, you know, it just looks trampy, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I think um, ripped jeans. Yeah, ripped jeans would have to be that. Uh, question number five. What's the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? Um, well, uh, a girl's danced in my living room. Like, yeah, I, I took part as well. We, like, line danced drunk in my living room. Um... 
Ooh, another weird thing. Uh, in my first apartment, I told a story about the French girl that I took out and stuff like that. Well, when she uh, came to my flat, uh, we were like watching TV and shit, and I feel like one of her parents called her from France, and like she was talking on the phone in French, you know, and it, but it just sounded like some like voodoo shit, and I was high as well, so you know that was a whole different fucking torture chamber. And I was almost like scared by it because I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know what she was saying, and then it was just, I don't know, it just seemed evil a bit, you know, like they were like exchanging like potions or something, you know. So they, yeah, there were some weird things. I mean, I can't really think. I would say yeah, line dancing and uh, French talk. Um, question number six: If you were a fighter, what would your theme song be? Oh, this is a great question. I would say I've uh, the Tupac and Biggie song running, uh, like that. Why am I dying to live? I'm just living to die. Like that song is just so fucking good. Or the uh, theme song to Scarface, you know, the one that Jorge Masdar comes out to. It's just a cool fucking tune. I feel like it would give you, a, you know, that's a big thing for fighters, having like what their theme music is, because it gives them like a certain energy when they walk in to the ring or into the octagon. Like Conor McGregor has the Sinead O'Connor singing at the beginning, and then as he's like hitting the crowd, the notorious B.I.G. hypnotize hits, and he kind of loosens up and. So it seems to have a good impact. It's not everything, obviously, but yeah, I think I would pick one of those two songs. Uh, question number seven. What is one animal you're really afraid of? Oh, everyone knows blue whales are my biggest fear in this world. Um, but if I could pick another animal that I'm really afraid of, probably those like Komodo dragons. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, they're lethal. They got like snake tongues. They're fast as fuck. They're quite like muscular and they run at, run at you. You know, I just don't need that in my life. Um, well, actually, uh, we have recently, I was walking uh, home and there was a huge grey cat. Like a hairy one too. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if it, like it, it was definitely a cat, but I feel like it was like something extra. Like, um, you know, like it wasn't far removed from being like a lynx or something like that. I was just, and I, I was walking and I, it was like in the middle of the pavement. And it like looked me straight in the eye. And it's kind of back went up and it was like staring at me. I, I, I got scared. I was shit. I was like, oh, what the fuck? It just, uh, you go and look, be a pussy, but I swear it was just like, this thing's gonna fucking attack me. And like, is it? I thought it could read my mind, like, oh, is it? Does it know that it thinks it's gonna attack me? And that's why it's like gonna charge me or something. And yeah, I crossed the road. I did. I crossed the fucking road. I don't need that problem in my life. You know, I remember a few years back, I almost got fucking jumped by a, not a goose, what they call it, like a swan. I shit myself. Like, when they look at you and start flapping their wings and start coming at you, no thanks. I've had encounters with horses where I thought they were gonna fucking knock me out and charge me. You know. And they were gypsy horses too, so that's just a different type of mentality. Like, there's a lot of animals that I'm scared of, to be honest. You know. Um, 
Question number eight. If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Oh, man. Um, anyone from history. Do you know what? I'd probably pick Henry VIII. You know. Yeah. He did behead a few of his wives. They were out lying. <laughs> yeah. But he was a fat ginger king. And, you know, he didn't get that fat... You know, by mistake. You could you imagine the fucking meals he was eating? Like and he had like crazy like tables full of food, like eating chicken off the bone and fucking throwing them at people. You know. Like I think it wouldn't be as much like dinner with someone to talk to him. We're like if we're talking quality of food, Henry the Eighth. Can you imagine? Yeah, I'd pick Henry the Eighth. Uh question number nine. The final question from the internet. If it had to be something in this room, what would be your zombie apocalypse weapon? Ah, oh, fucking hell, something in this room. Let me have a look. Oh, I'm going to pick multiple things for this. Um, right, I've got a fake bamboo plant tree sort of thing. I would take the leaves off that and use the bamboo sticks as weapons. Maybe put them all into one thing. Maybe make like a bow staff. To start poking zombies in the eye with it. Um, I've got like TV wires. I would uh, use those as well to like strangle them with. Uh, what else have I got in here? I've got like a canvas of Bob Marley. Maybe I could hit him over the head with that. Um, obviously like my TV, but I don't know if I'd want to use that as a weapon. Um, remote. I'd throw a remote. Oh, things in this room. That's weird. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, true, I could use the wires to, like, trip them up. I've got a big fireplace, but I can't throw that, throw that at them. Um, yes, I do have candles in here. So maybe, like, I throw, like, a candle jar at them. I think that could do some uh, good damage. Uh, ooh, I forgot. This is actually, this is a really good one. This might, could even be my main weapon besides the TV wires, is curtain poles. A curtain pole is, like, you hit them with that stick. You know, yeah, it's not a baseball bat, but it's it is wood. You know, so I feel like I could do some hefty damage to a zombie with that. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good one. Um, what else do I want to get to on this podcast? Oh, there was a there's a story going uh, on the internet that I saw a new story I wanted to get into quickly. It's the flying ants, and I've got the article pulled up here. And they found it on, like, where they show the weather, when it's got, like, the blue, it's like, this would be, like, the rain moving across. But it actually wasn't. This blue patch that they could see on, like, the the weather report was actually flying ants. And the article says here, it looked like rain on the radar, but a meteorologist, I don't know what a meteorologist is getting involved for, um, with the country's weather agency said it was dry, hot, and sunny at the time. The swarm was visible on radar for about two hours on Friday morning. The forecast, the satellite, didn't show enough clouds to produce rain in that area, she said. The suspected insects, <laughs> the insects in question, uh, because the particles didn't look like raindrops and were longer than they are wide like a bug. Their hunch was confirmed when people in the area started posting about the swarm with the hashtags flying ants and flying ante. There were also reports on the eastern part of the country that did not show up on the radar, she said. This is all in the UK. 
Fiance have become a summer tradition in Britain and many people call their annual appearance Flyland Day. Now see, this is the shit that gets me fucking annoyed. When people want to just make everything a day, oh, it's fucking Flying Ant Day. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, we got some weird ones like, you know, staking a blowjob day. That's great. I'm all for that. But the reality is, women don't give a fuck. And, you know, I guess, like, no one cares. They don't, people, like, men try and be like, oh, it's staking blowjob day. And I think it's exactly one month after Valentine's Day. Women were like, yeah, whatever. Like, the women today just don't give a fuck. You know, back in like Henry VIII's days, it'd be like stick a blowjob day or cut your head off. Do you know what I mean? It was just brutal. But, you know, women don't care no more. And I think they, they've got their own one, like, I don't know, pot potpourri and pussy. And I don't know why it is, but they've got their own version. And, you know, I don't know. I just don't know why we've got to make everything a day. We're probably gonna, not going to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays anymore. You know? It's just going to be like, you know, today's fucking Flying Ant Day. Tomorrow's fucking Pancake Day. You know, Wednesday is, you know, I don't know, Feminist Day. Like, it's just going to be that. You know, I hate this world, man. <laughs> right, uh, what else did I want to get into? Oh, that's it. I went to the barber shop. you know. I grow my hair back. You know, it's not long enough on the top yet to do anything with it. But uh, I got a high skin fade and I'm happy with it right now until the top grows back. You know, I shaved up my beard. And, you know, it was a all in all good experience. It didn't really seem that weird. Like the barbers were wearing like black masks. You know, I just, it was pretty normal. I was just happy to kind of, it was weird being back in a barber shop because I haven't been for so long anyway. And, uh, Will I go bald again? I'll go like all buzz cut again. Yeah, probably. Maybe next summer or something like that. I might make it just like a once a year thing. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. It felt really good like when like air would hit it. Or if like um, when I put my head on my pillow. I, it was a good experience, you know. I got a fucked up hairline. So I was like, yeah, do you know what? Let's get rid of it. But uh, I think I'm going to go back to my old hairstyle now. You know, I'm like fucking who knows. Have cornrows in the, in a bed or something, you know, just to mix it up a bit. You gotta mix it up sometimes. Um, to close out this episode, I'm gonna play the segment, the widely popular segment, personal favorite of mine. Uh, would you rather? Take a sip of this coffee first. Question number one: Would you rather? Every time you laugh, a dog dies. Or every time you fall in love, there's a genocide. Oh, man. Well, I don't fall in love too often. You know. And a genocide, I don't know what a genocide is. I'm assuming that's a lot of people dying at one time. Um, every time I fall in love, there's a genocide. Well, that doesn't happen much. Um, I love dogs. I, I, and I laugh a lot. So a lot of dogs would die. And I don't want to do that, you know. I love dogs. Um, I don't have one, but I, I, I do like them. They're really cool. Maybe I'll get one in a few years' time. Um, yeah, thing is, if, I, if a dog died every time I laughed, you know, the world would lose the gift of dogs and puppies and the loyalty that a dog brings. And, you know, China would go hungry. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I would have to pick every time I fall in love, there's a genocide. Because I don't fall in love much and... 
I'll save some lives. Um, question number two. Would you rather wake up to a blowjob or £100 under your pillow every morning? What type of blowjob? You know, is it like a teeth dragging one? Is it just like an unenthusiastic blowjob? You know, does she have teeth? Does she not? You know, who's on the other end of the blowjob? I, I gotta be honest, I'd rather take the hundred pound under my, under my pillow every morning. What the fuck? You know, what I'd have to do is wake up three times and, you know, I can just go and pay for like a proper high quality blowjob. You know, what the fuck? So, yeah, I'd rather the hundred pound under my pillow every morning. Thank you, please. Uh, question number three Would you rather be world class attractive? A genius or famous for doing something great? Um, fucking hell. Uh, I can't be honest, I think I'd rather be a genius. Um, the thing is, though, being world class attractive, you know, that would, I think that would just make my life a lot more interesting. That's a tough one. Um, I don't want to be famous for doing something great. Oh, I don't know. I kind of do, but I don't. It's weird. Um, fuck no. If I have to pick between a genius or world class. Fuck it. I'll just pick world class attractive. You know, I want to be symmetrical. I want to have a great bone structure. And, you know, be ripped to the gills and, you know. Yeah, fuck it. I might become like a Calvin Klein model or something like that. Or advertise some fucking perfume or aftershave, whatever the fuck. I could be in movies. Yeah, I feel like it just bring me a lot more opportunities being world-class attractive. <laughs> Question number four. Would you rather spend five days ex exploring Los Angeles or New York City? This is a good question because I go through that sometimes where if I went to America, let's say I was going to move there. Hypothetically, I was going to move there. Would I go to LA or New York to do comedy? And to be honest, I think I would go to New York. You know, to build up my chops and... Because I think the best comedians in the world are probably from New York, to be honest. The skill. And uh, the thing is, LA is also great as well. Great, great comedians. Some of the best in the world there too. It's just, a diff it's just different. The comedy scenes are different. Um, but if I could explore them, let's say I'm just going there to see the sights and just explore the cities and restaurants. Um, uh, it's a tough one. LA's got great restaurants, you know, great houses, you know, you go up to see Beverly Hills houses and the mansions and New York City again. Uh, I'd probably pick LA. Yeah. Um, question number five. Would you rather be able to sing like Whitney Houston or cook like Gordon Ramsay? Oh, I'd rather be able to cook like Gordon Ramsay. I love to be able to cook like Gordon Ramsay and maintain the level of swearing that he does. You know, he's calling people cunts and he's like, you know, making a fucking pasta bolognese or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? You know, he keeps that level of intensity. Um, yeah, I like to be able to call someone a prick, you know, when I'm making a fucking pasta vajoule or whatever the fuck you call it. You know, if I started singing like Whitney Houston, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't fit. That's just the truth of it. If I'm coming out and I'm singing fucking, I want to dance with somebody, you know, and I get so emotional and all that, and I'm hitting proper high notes, it just wouldn't fit. You know, you know. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I've got to say about that. I'd rather cook like Gordon Ramsay. 
Uh, next, would you rather question? Would you rather have an itch that you can't reach or always have a song stuck in your head that you can't remember the name? Fuck, is there anything... Like, if I have an itch that I can't reach, I'll kill myself. I will just dive headfirst into an empty swimming pool. There's just nothing fucking worse. And, you know, you know it's bad because they've invented back scratches. You know, those hard-to-reach areas. You know. Um, having a song stuck in my head that I can't remember the name... There's a tool, actually, that my mother taught me. Like, say, if you can't remember the name of something, or go through the alphabet, and it actually works. You go through the alphabet, and it'll just trigger in your brain. Like, so if you can't remember the name of a song, but it's kind of on the tip of your tongue, just go through the alphabet, and you can remember. But if I got to go through the, pick these two, I would probably pick, um, fuck, yeah, I'd have to pick, um, yeah, a song stuck in my head, I can't remember the name. Having an itch, I can't scratch. Give me a fucking break. Um, the final, would you rather? Would you rather sleep on the floor for a year or a nice bed with a soft mattress but someone died on it? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it depends who died on it. Was it a good person? You know, how did the person die on it? <clears throat> you know. Like, do I want to sleep on a bed that Hitler died on? No. All that hatred, you know, all up in that thread count. I don't want that. Um, if it was like a good person, um, I don't know, someone died on it though, for fuck's sake. Uh, I'd rather sleep on the floor for a year. You know, it's like i got to sleep directly on the floor. I can maybe bring a mattress and put it on the fucking floor. You know. How bad can it be? I suppose if you're doing it for a year, at least a weekend, you'll just get used to it. Your back would be fucked though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't want to sleep on a mattress that someone died on. You know, all that, you know, afterlife wrapped up in those sheets. No, thank you. Um, and that was, would you rather, da -da 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 -da. what time are we at? Fucking hell, 54 minutes. I've been vaping a lot for this episode, man. When I bought some new flavors, some new Nick salts, I got a, and the one I got now is raspberry wafer. And you're like, Luke, that sounds gay. But it's fucking tasty, let me tell you. Raspberry wafer, it's next level. I've got a, a cola flavor, I've got vanilla ice cream flavor, I've got all types of fucking flavors, you know? I'm like a vape factory over here, you know? And it's Nick salts too, so it's a higher percentage of fucking vape, of nicotine, so I'll be getting a head rush in a minute, you know? My fucking voice went. Um, I gotta try and figure something out. You know, maybe I need to go to like a voice doctor. It's, it's because I talk all the time, I think. It fucks me up, you know, and I don't know. My balls have definitely dropped, I can assure you of that. Ah, fucking hell. It's got coffee all on my moustache then. Beautiful. Um, thank you everyone for the support of this show and being on this journey with me. You know, uh, I just appreciate it. Thank you all. Thanks for the downloads. Uh, share this podcast. Tell a friend about this podcast. You know, like it. You know, uh, I don't know. Get involved. Maybe send me some like fan questions that you want to have answered, and I'll pick some uh, for episodes. You know, yeah. Just uh, see these in outros. They're the fucker. I will get better at this. Um, yeah. Um, 
you know, watch the Limitless series, check out Bumping Mics with David Tell, maybe go and get a checkup at the doctors, um, go to a barbershop, you know, make some important life decisions, get rid of the bullshit, you know, have a fucking laugh with your friends, you know, I'm only going to be here for a short while, so have a fucking goof, maybe uh, laugh at a midget when they walk past, you know. Um, don't buy ripped jeans. Um, have people speak French inside of your house. Think of what animal you're really afraid of. And, you know, just have a good time. You know, we're for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah, so take care, everyone. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Luke Hartman Show. Again, you can go follow me on social media at Luke Hartman. I'm trying to get more followers. And uh, yeah, take care, everyone. I love you all. Uh, stay safe. Wear your masks. The fucking Rona's still about, I think. And uh, yeah, I'll be back again with another episode probably next week. Uh, who knows? I might surprise you and bring out another one. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. My name's Luke Cartman. This is The Luke Cartman Show. I love you all. Holla!